This podcast is sponsored by Blue Butterfly, the go-to cocktail bar and place to meet on Earl Street, Maidstone. Bluebutterfly.co.uk. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Oliver Kemp. Hello, thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. It's Friday, August 13th. And our top story today is that French authorities have launched a criminal investigation following the death of an asylum seeker in the English Channel. A man in his late 20s from Africa died in hospital after the boat he was on capsized yesterday. It was on its way to the UK and had 36 other people on board. The Home Office has described it as a tragedy as charities call for more support for refugees making the dangerous crossing. Bridget Chapman is from Kent Refugee Action Network. We're really devastated. The, the most frustrating thing is, is that we feel it was entirely avoidable. This young person we find out today is was in his 20s from Eritrea. Many of the young people we work with are from Eritrea. They flee a military dictatorship there where people are conscripted into the military for life. Um, it's basically slavery. And people just want to live in peace. He would have had a good asylum claim. There should have been a safe option for him to reach the UK. So we're, we're, we're devastated, we're frustrated, and our thoughts are very much with his family and his girlfriend who was apparently with him. As we and many other refugee and migrant charities have been saying for a long time, we, we're not gonna be able to stop people from coming. If we accept that the UK is part of a global community, and if we accept that as part of that global community, we have a duty to do our fair share no more than that, but to do our fair share in looking after people who are displaced and seeking asylum, then at the moment we're not, we're not, we're not pulling our weight at all. Um, France takes three times as many asylum applications, uh, Germany takes ten times as many, and there is an absolute and urgent need for a humanitarian visa so that people don't feel they have no option but to make a very dangerous crossing across the channel in a dinghy, they could be given a ferry ticket and arrive in, in, in safety. And, and that should have happened a long time ago. One death was too many. We've now seen several, including this young person. And it has to stop. Kent Online News. Other news now. And the family of a motorcyclist who died in a crash on the Medway City estate say they're shocked and angry after his killer was allowed to walk free from court. Dad of two, Lloyd Donovan, was hit by Peter Ross, who was cutting a corner in October 2019. The 38-year-old from Old Road West in Gravesend has been given a two-year suspended sentence. A man's been arrested after an NHS worker was reportedly attacked with a hammer in Gravesend. The victim, who's in his 50s, was taken to hospital after being injured in King's Drive. A 56-year-old was questioned before being released pending further inquiries. We're told they know each other. A police officer has been injured after being called to a disturbance in Gillingham. He fell to the ground when a car drove off as he tried to speak to the people inside on Crown Street on Monday night. Three men had got in the vehicle after leaving a property in West Street. One person's been arrested. 
A Kent MP who served in Afghanistan says it's heartbreaking to see the areas he worked in fall to the Taliban. Militants have captured three of the country's biggest cities in the last 24 hours. Hundreds of UK troops are being sent back to the country to help British nationals leave as the security situation worsens. Tunbridging Mauling's Tom Tugendhat, who chairs the Foreign Affairs Committee, says this was bound to happen after Western troops pulled out. I spent a year living in Lashkar as the advisor to the governor of Helmand, and when we arrived, we were fighting off Taliban positions on the other side of the Helmand River. Um, you know, it was, it was pretty dicey in those early days, and we managed to extend uh, the rule of the government wider. And now to see it fall is really is really heartbreaking. There's uh, about ten thousand. Uh, NATO troops in Afghanistan. The United States decided to withdraw 1,900 of them. It's really quite something if the decision of the US president to redeploy 1,900 US troops can fundamentally change the foreign policy of the United Kingdom. This isn't just a military operation. It's much wider than that. It requires massive political support in other surrounding countries. But it really is a sad indictment of many of us in the West, and I include the United Kingdom, France, Germany, and many other countries who committed very heavily to uh, supporting Afghanistan, that uh, a change of mood in Washington can effectively change the weather uh, right across our, uh, you know, the free world. And it really says a hell of a lot to allies around Asia and around the world uh, about what an alliance means with us. And we need to demonstrate that we're trustworthy, that we'll endure and that we'll stay the course. And at the moment, those things are in doubt. What we're now talking about is what you do going forward. And actually, 2,500 US troops was managing to keep the lid on an insurgency and enabling 400,000 Afghan troops to continue. Now the United States better start planning for refugee emergencies in places like Pakistan and Iran, because that's what we're going to see next. So the idea that the US couldn't endure is complete rubbish. That's not a military choice. That's a political one. What he's saying is he didn't want to endure. That's not the same as saying he couldn't. Now, the real decision for all of us is, what therefore does an alliance with the United States mean? Now, for those of us who are very, very uh, pro-American, who believe very strongly in the NATO alliance, this is a concerning moment. We need the United States to be an essential and important partner. We need it to stand with us and to stand with allies around the world. And the, after a decision like this one, which admittedly has been about 10 years in the making, you know, we're seeing, uh, we're seeing a very different kind of United States. We know this pattern. We've seen it before. We've seen it in Libya. We've seen it in Syria and Iraq and, of course, in Afghanistan before 9-11. So, you know, none of this is new. And we can't pretend that, you know, we're surprised at what happened next. What happened next is exactly what's happened every other time beforehand. Civil war will lead to ungoverned space and ungoverned space will lead to the rise of terrorist groups, some of whom, few, but some of whom may even have uh, an impact in the UK. The Kent Online Podcast with Blue Butterfly, Earl Street Maidstone. Shop staff have been given body cameras and police have increased patrols in part of Sittingbourne after trouble involving groups of teenagers. Nicola's got the details for the podcast. Workers at the co-op in the Merston part of town have been given the kit after having to put up with young people hurling abuse. Groups have also been riding quad bikes and mopeds antisocially and swimming in a prohibited lake off Mulberry Way. A dispersal order has been put in place, meaning police can move on anyone suspected of causing trouble and escort under-18s back home. There are now calls for that to be extended. A ban on the sale of oysters caught off Whitstable has been lifted. The Whitstable oyster company farm was shut down twice last month following reports people had fallen ill after eating the shellfish. An agreement's now been reached so they can continue to harvest oysters with regular tests to check they're healthy. 
A new department store is set to open in the former Debenhams building in Canterbury. Retailer 1517, which runs the fresh local and wild brand, is spending £2.5 million on the site. The first two floors are expected to open next month and include a food hall. They're also in talks to have an escape room and activities like crazy golf, darts and even axe throwing. Travelodge could open nine more hotels in Kent. It's looking for sites in Canterbury and Hearn Bay and also wants premises around Bluewater and at Folkestone, Sevenoaks, Maidstone and Tunbridge. The company hopes to capitalise on the popularity of staycations and say they could create up to 200 jobs. Kent Online News. Now, midway through the summer holidays, we've been along to a summer camp in Medway to see how it's benefiting children. You might remember the government said these sorts of projects should be run to help youngsters catch up and socialise again after spending so much time at home during the pandemic. Many are also providing food following a campaign by footballer Marcus Rashford to make sure those who get free school meals in term time still get fed. Andrew Norton is from the Street Soccer Foundation who are running a camp in Gillingham. He's been speaking to Phil from our colleagues at KMTV. We feel that there is a massive demand and an increasing demand for children to increase their physical activity and be provided with activities during the summer months that are affordable, in in this case free, um, and be able to be given food during that time throughout the day. Um, just how important is it that children do stay active throughout the summer holidays because obviously as you say when when school classes start there's pretty much no incentive really for children to do exercise. Sure so it's it's a case of during the the school months there's a lot of organisation going on a lot of structure to their to their day week and month and in the summer that kind of slows down ever so slightly and it's so important especially as we are hopefully coming out of the pandemic that we maintain that level of activity because movement is medicine. Um, Obviously there's loads of different charities and organisations that provide free meals to students. Obviously in light of the last 18 months or so, what kind of a service do you think that provides to local parents and to students to provide them not only with the activities but those meals as well? Oh it's, it's massive, it's, it's a whole whole package, it ensures that the, the children can be dropped off, they, they know that they're going to be meeting their physical activity targets for the day and, and even the week uh, as well as having a, a varied diet throughout that time as well so it, it's the whole package, it ticks all the boxes. Um, walk us through a typical day around here, not only for yourself but obviously for the so so a typical day um, starts with the children being dropped off they have some free time um, and a quick breakfast Uh, once that's done we go into some organized activities these can vary dependent on the children we have and how we adapt to the varying abilities of those children in terms of sport and physical activity it may be that we play organized games of football basketball tennis badminton it may be that we do more um, sort of PE style games over under duck duck goose playground games things like that that are just keeping them active and engaged throughout the entire day just finally not just obviously the exercise side of things but kind of the the social aspect as well because so many pupils have missed out on that throughout the course of the last 18 months being cooped up at home so how important is this kind of period throughout the summer holidays to get out see their friends and and, and do a bit of socializing oh it's it's massive and it's again going back to that whole package approach it's it's not just the physical benefit it is that social um, psychological emotional benefit that they get as well from being with people that they've maybe never met before when potentially they've had classes online or some kids may not have even started school yet so they're they're going to be um, 
almost yearning for that social contact with other people and to have so many different people turning up is, is wonderful and, and to see that social cohesion start to build over the week is, is wonderful to see so it, it's massive. So let's hear now from some of those who are using the facility. First up it's Sarah Ramsell whose four children are going along. After Sarah you'll hear from her 15 year old son Liam. The past year and a half has been absolutely mental and I think they need to socialise with other children. I mean, yeah, they've got the siblings and stuff, but they, they've been with each other, locked up, and they need to have an outlet kind of thing. And there's only so many times you can take them to the park, especially during six weeks. And I've got children from 15 to six years old, and the fact that they can all come, it's just awesome. Is it for you purely just about the social aspect of it? Obviously, there's the, the school meals as well, which for a lot of parents is a massive relief. Yeah, well, I mean, it costs a lot. <laughs> to feed for children um, so yeah that's that's a added bonus obviously like we've had them all at home doing their learning and everything um, it has been hard I mean more so for them we're not teachers we can't give them as much we're not their school friends like there's been times like oh, my nine-year-old that she struggled but um, this Normally I wouldn't even think of her going to clubs and that, she wouldn't, she wouldn't do it. But she's taken to this so well, so I mean, they're obviously doing an awesome job. They're desperate to get out, aren't they? They, are, they, they, yeah. just, they just want to be around other children. Yeah, they are, and they need to be with other children, not just their siblings. They've, like I said, they've been cooped up with them. They need new children to play with. And just finally, a bit tongue-in-cheek, well, obviously it gives you a chance to have a bit of respite as well, because no doubt, you, you know, it's been a big handful of the last 18 months. Yeah, I mean, their dad works, he works away, I mean, he's in Romania at the minute. I do work from home, so, you know, it's, it's a, that time where I get to be able to crack on and I don't feel guilty that I can't do so much with them during the holidays. There's loads of kids from, like, really, like, five years old all the way up to my age, and all the activities, there's loads to do, and it's really fun. Some particular activities, like, like cricket but football some they can all take part because they all some they can kick it they can throw it they can do whatever they want and it's fun to take part as well because they usually have two teams fair it's all fun to do as well yeah um, obviously you've been cooped up for the last 18 months and obviously with homeschooling and all that kind of stuff it's been pretty miserable now that you're kind of out socializing with other other kids what, what's that like it's, it's actually a lot better than being at home during the holidays because I actually get to go out, have some fun and actually talk to people and socialise a bit more. It makes it a lot better for me as well because at home I'm just on my own usually and now I'm talking to people it makes it a lot better. Because everyone always thinks with kind of summer camps, it's like, oh yeah, spending your summer holidays down here, but actually it's, it's you guys are enjoying it, you guys are kind of socialising and it's almost as if it's, you know, as if you are just kind of hanging out with mates, isn't it? Yeah, at first I was like, oh, I didn't really want to come and then after the first time I was like, you know what, this isn't even that bad, it's actually alright. So it's like, I'm for the next few weeks and it's, it's actually alright now. So I'm probably going to come every day for the next few weeks. Last one, and just finally, obviously there's there's the meals as well, are they any good? Do you like, do you like what's in those? <laughs> yeah, there's quite a lot of like say selections to go from, so if you don't like something, they've got something else for you. It's really good to be fair, because there's say sandwiches, if you don't like sandwiches, like a roll. If you don't like the roll, there's like a little wrap you can have, it's good, and sometimes they have hot meals. Old meals, they have quite a lot for you to choose from. It's pretty good, yeah. 
We've also been speaking to Julia Thomas, who is Senior Public Health Manager at Medway Council. It's a great opportunity for the project to offer those free school meals, uh, make sure that children have a hot hot meal during the day, um, some enrichment activities, physical activity and also help ed, you know educate the parents around healthy eating. We've already had some really positive feedback so we've had children who have been engaged in activities that they probably would never have done so before so it, it makes, makes a huge difference and huge, huge difference to their social skills because they've obviously suffered being stuck indoors for the past 12 to 18 months. A Kent Castle has been sold just four months after being put on the market for a whopping £15 million. Chillum Castle on the outskirts of Canterbury sits in 300 acres, has 14 bedrooms and an indoor pool. We're not being told who's bought it, but it's understood the proceeds are going to charity. And several Pride events are happening in Kent over the next couple of days. Glitter Bomb is taking place at Moat Park in Maidstone tonight. Tomorrow, celebrations are happening in Gravesend and Margate. Girls Aloud star Nadine Coyle will be headlining at Dreamland. Kent Online Sport. Football and Gillingham are back in league action this weekend as they travel to take on Plymouth Argyle. It follows their win over Crawley Town in the Carabao Cup midweek and a draw with Lincoln City last Saturday. Striker Verdane Oliver scored 20 goals in all competitions last season and wants to do the same again. I'd be lying if I said I didn't want to come in and, and either replicate or be, be what I did. Um, I really enjoyed my time here last year. And like I said, hopefully I just get the chances. I've proved that if I get the, the chances, um, that I'll, that I'll put them away, I'll score. So that's that's for me is just the biggest thing. Kickoff tomorrow is at three. You'll be able to follow all the match action at kentonline.co.uk. Staying with football and the Dover Athletics squad are having to self-isolate after two positive COVID tests. They're due to start their new season against Solihull Moors at the Crabble next Saturday. The campaign's underway to get 3,000 fans at the match if it does go ahead, following a huge fine and points reduction when they failed to finish last season. Cricket and Kent have finished their one-day cup campaign at the bottom of the Group 1 table after losing their final match. Gloucestershire beat the Spitfires by eight wickets at Beckenham last night. Kent only won one game in the competition this season. That's all for today. Thank you ever so much for listening and don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can also download the IM News app to get access to all KM Group newspapers. Just head to subsaver.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Blue Butterfly, the go-to cocktail bar and place to meet on Earl Street, Maidstone. Bluebutterfly.co.uk.